This week on the Bushelows Podcast, we talk about the new cancer research obesity advert and echo chambers within the training industry. Alright, three, two, one. How many calories of ice cream have I eaten today, Dan? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom. Tom, why are you wearing a hat indoors like a cat? Because I'm cool. Backwards as well. Backwards. Uh, My mum doesn't approve, by the way. I'm not surprised. I don't approve. Your uh, mum's got a sound knowledge of that sort of thing. Yeah, I wear hats. I wear hats a lot, Dan. Yeah, wearing wearing hats is fine, mate, but you're wearing it backwards inside. (laughs) Basically, I'm getting grief because Dan can't wear hats. I can't. I can't wear hats. The only time I can ever wear hats is on the cricket pitch. Yeah. Is it pitch? It's not a pitch. pitch. It's a field. field. Cricket field. Yeah. Cricket field. Um, but yeah, you can't wear hats. And case no. in point, I wear a lot to piss you off. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, works. It does. Yeah. My mum uh, saw a picture of me on Instagram wearing a hat backwards, and she goes, uh, "Turn your hat around. You look like a fuck." You do look like a thug. I do look like a thug, right? Nah, a thug. I wouldn't say a thug. You look like an idiot, not a thug. Thanks, mate. I wouldn't be worried if I saw you walking towards me in the street, put it that way. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cool. Not for that reason, anyway. <laughs> what reason would it be? You're leaving that you to know. your imagination? You know, mate. I sexual know, harassment. Yeah. <laughs> With the beard, 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah, the tickling. That beard tickles tickling. me. Tickling. That. Don't like it. <laughs> But did you, you know how many uh, calories of ice cream I ate in today? A thousand. Thousand. A thousand calories at least. Yeah. And, and it's, only, it's only half past eight now. So. That's going to go to 1,300? That's 1,300. I, I think I get a comfortable 1,300 calories of ice I've cream. I've got some clients on less than that in a day. Oh, ice cream. Yeah, that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely ice cream. Yeah. It's, been, it's been that kind of day. Uh, it has. Yeah. It's been good. Mate, I was probably, I was probably within. A ten mile proximity of you today, without you even, without us even. Being no, you definitely together. were. You were within like a, a mile and a half. Yeah, I was in well, mile. I, just, I was in mile and safe. all day. I was being safe with the ten mile thing. Yeah, like, yeah. but even that's quite close for us, mate. We live yeah. so far apart. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Dan was in Soho, and then te- decided to text me on the more. What? No, last night. You texted me last night. Yeah. yeah. Well, I knew we'd be in London. Me and Mike were in London for Mike's um, first ever competitive eating challenge, and um, I knew that time was tight. Like we. We got a train in, we literally had to go there, and we had about an hour afterwards, and then we had to go back. So I was like, there's not really much point. I always get that from people. They're like, oh, you're in London? You didn't tell me. I was like, well, yeah, but I was like, talk me over the time, then I'm going. I'm not like hanging around for the day. Um, so yeah, we were in there, but um, I can't reveal the results of that yet, the uh, the eating challenge, because it no. doesn't go live till Sunday. And then, well, no, Sunday on the person who Mike challenged, it's on their channel on Sunday, and then it's on our channel on Thursday. They'll get more views. Well, of course they'll get more views. Fucking idiot. <laughs> 40,000 subscribers yeah, it's so, yeah. Ooh, Jesus Christ. she will do she will do mm-hmm. mate she's not as many subscribers as we got on the podcast but whatever don't worry about it definitely not no. No. I got asked the other day how many downloads we had a month and people were quite surprised and I was like it might have gone up because the last time I asked you was ages ago I don't I know remember. in like tens of thousands Ten, yeah. over, over 10,000 yeah that's what I said and they were yeah. like what and I was like yeah I know crazy isn't it that people actually bothered bothering to listen to us and they were like yeah they must be idiots and I was like correct uh, yeah, yeah, correct them no yeah definitely. they are all idiots <laughs> they must be yeah. but yeah that was strange um, <laughs> um, what were we talking about we, we've got we've got topics today we have got topics today haven't we uh, yeah it's great um, one of them is I've got a cold 
So I apologise for my. Uh, I'm, I am uh, battling the little sea. Um, so it's a bit tough. I mean, bear with me as I go struggle through this. Also, um, I made a poor decision. Of I bought Fanta Fruit Twist cans. Um, what? A poor decision. It is because uh, I regret it straight away because now I just want the orange one. I don't want just that one, and I haven't bought any orange, and I want the mix. No, the fruit twist mate is far better. You're wrong. Me. You're 100 percent wrong. The classic wow. is better. The classic is better. I mean, that's going on Instagram poll, but yeah, kind of. I'm not. A bit, I'm not the biggest fan of the fruit twist. Well, then I don't you're know why. I got excited to... when I saw it was on sale, and then bought it. Mate, come on. <laughs> that's just a stupid thing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but. That's good. Um, all right. Um, but we have to talk about the... I mean, this. I've written year two because I know we covered this last year. Yeah, we maybe, maybe our thoughts have changed. About 50 episodes ago, we talked about the obesity and cancer topic. Um, and is it Cancer Research? Yeah, Cancer Research yeah, UK, cancer research. isn't it? Who've <laughs> come out again um, and done a bit. We're also going to talk about a little about echo chambers. Dan had to explain to me what that meant. Um, yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, but we, in which context? I didn't know really know what he was talking yeah. about. Depends um, what time online does Dan? I don't really have these. Yeah, <laughs> echo chambers. Um, yeah, so you do, you, mate. You screwed your house because you talked to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yours is somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no, there's no Um But. So we've got the obesity thing, right? Should we just mm. go straight in? Yeah, I mean, like, this has come around again, and, and I've seen a few of the um, the arguments online, and I actually, maybe I've changed my view, maybe I haven't, I don't really know. I can't remember what we said last time, to be fair, so maybe I have changed my view since then. <laughs> what are you talking but about? I, you, don't, you didn't listen back? No, yeah. But um, <laughs> I saw, I've seen a lot of posts recently. Um, and I have maybe misinterpreted the whole advertisement campaign the wrong way. And again, because I'm not obese, I probably read it differently to how someone who is obese would potentially read it. But there's been a lot of stuff around at the moment about how... So like, if anybody's the, living, living in a bubble, it's uh, three cigarette packets and yeah. instead of, like, say, Marlboro yeah. or something actually, on the front. Like, actually read out what is actually written on it for, for so, everyone. Like, it's the so, same on every single packet. Just read out what's on the is, packet. Yeah, it's the same on every single packet. So it's a cigarette packet, and it, instead of, like, the brand name, it says, Obesity is the cause of cancer, too. And then in the bit where it says smoking kills or smoking causing cancer, in that little, like, black label, right, um, it says, like smoking, obesity puts millions of adults at greater risk of cancer. Cancer Research UK. Um, so when I read that, like I saw it, and, and, it, and it says, um, <coughs> yeah, like obesity, um, and it says like is also a risk of cancer, not the risk of cancer or something like you said the risk, but yeah. it's like is also a risk or something like that. Um, and I, and I've said a few posts from people that I respect in the industry and big people, people we've had on this podcast basically. This is a cause of cancer. A yeah, is a, a cause of cancer. Um, and. The the research I think is actually backed up like with that like it's not cancer research obviously <coughs> wouldn't just say random shit like it obviously is some kind of whether it's causational research whether it's a case of you know those people may also more likely to smoke they may also be more likely to come from a poor socioeconomic background all these things that can also lead you know it's kind of that whole causation correlation thing whatever but I think it's safe to say that being fairly overweight probably isn't a great thing for most health issues right but anyway I don't know the research I'm not going to delve into it but. There's been a lot of chat and talk about um, 
the stigmatization of being overweight and how that they are uh, that cancer research are shaming people. It's the whole yeah, it's the fat shaming. Like they're thing, saying it? that it's called that it's fat shaming and they're saying that all this sort of stuff and maybe it's because I'm not obese and that's probably why. But I don't get that from those adverts. They're not saying like other than just pointing out a fact that obesity is much like you would say smoking is a cause of, of cancer or you know one of the causes of cancer you're not shaming someone who smokes you're just you're just telling them that by the way if you decide to smoke that you're going to and I suppose people don't decide to be obese do they decide to be obese There's a question we don't know. right there yeah um, well so there was, but, there, was, there, was, there was a nice uh, graph that if you do if you do decide to smoke then you have a far less likely a chance of being obese Mm. Because since uh, since 2011, this helpful um, mm. is it the Independent? Um, but like say say there was a 25 percent ish in 2011, people were obese, right? And then 20 percent of people smoked. Up to now, the 20 percent of smoking people have gone down to about 14 percent. So 14 percent of the population smoke, but uh, just under 35 percent of people were obese. So. so is like, that a correlation or is that causation, Dan? Yeah, like well, obviously, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we just don't know. But like, this, this is no. my. This do you want to get thin? Buy a pack of Marlboro. But no, but like they do, like like nicotine suppresses appetite. Yeah, like like people, people, like, people need you know should look into that seriously. But um, <laughs> a lot of smokers just have fags for breakfast and then don't bother, you know. But you can have nicotine patches down to smoke. Well, I'm not saying smoke, but um, <laughs> but I think that what's interesting from that is that they're talking about. Again, I do not know this research area. I'm not going to claim to know this research area. I'm not going to one minute suggest I know it. I'm just talking about oh, We can recklessly that. speculate, though. That's, 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 what we, that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah, anyway. exactly. But they, so people are saying now that you cannot wait, you cannot shame people into losing weight um, and all that sort of stuff, and that's fine. But I, my question is, are there now less smokers because of the such aggressive campaigns that suggest that smoking is that bad for you now and causes that much cancer? The public bans of smoking... The, the pictures of all the horrible things on the cigarette packets and the massive, massive things that are saying smoking kills and all that sort of stuff. Like, where were the people talking about how we were shaming smokers? Like, where were people that saying that sort of stuff, right? I couldn't, never saw anything about it. Um, and yet they're down 14% and you know, it's down to 14% now, so obviously 6% less people smoke now. Yeah. Um, this is just completely separate to the obesity thing. I'm just talking about how did we did people shame smokers was that shameful was it a shaming campaign or was it just highlighting the fact it's probably not very good for you um but anyway when i see that the obesity advert i just saw um just just an advert that stated a fact that was just letting people know that being overweight is also going to be likely to contribute to you potentially having cancer um and I put on my stories, I didn't really talk about the campaign as the obesity, I didn't really touch on obesity, I don't think it's an area that I want to touch on because of all these issues with, again, people I respect talking about weight shaming, I never want to be accused of fat shaming, I'm not a fat shame, whatever. But my point was that if I was doing something that was increasing my chance of getting cancer, I'd want to know about it, and I would want there to be adverts about it. So say for example, cricket led to you having an increased risk of cancer. I would want there to be adverts telling me that because I because <laughs> I wouldn't I you wouldn't expose know yourself that far too much to this Dan. Yeah, like <laughs> I wouldn't know that myself. I wouldn't know that. I would want companies that research this shit to then put money into an advertising company to tell me that, and I can then make a decision based on what I want to do with that. And of course, like with obesity, it may not be a decision. And I get that it's a bit different, like to smoking and playing cricket and stuff. That you could, you know, it's not as easy to just stop being obese, right? And I understand that it's a behavioural thing, it's a socio-economic thing. I get it. I get all that sort of stuff. 
But my argument was that I would rather know, even no matter how much it hurt me to say that I couldn't play cricket or it was bad for me or whatever, and I have to stop, I would rather know I was putting myself at risk. But I genuinely don't think that people who are obese consider obesity to be a cause of cancer. I never did. Years ago, I would never think that. I wouldn't think that would be a cause of it or potentially put you at risk. No. Um, and I just think that for me, if I was doing something that I would want to know, and my point was that I think Cancer Research UK, and I think that the, the problems that have come around with it is the way they've done the campaign and the fact they're not really offering any solutions and all this sort of stuff, and it's not their job to. It's not their cancer research, it's not their job. But the point is they're not offering any solutions, and I, and I understand that point as well. Um, but it's like cancer research can't do right for doing wrong, because if they said nothing, and in 30 years' time there was a big thing in the papers or big uproar, oh, all these obese people started getting loads of cancer, and they were like, I don't smoke, I don't do anything else, and it's all because of obesity, and cancer research went, yeah, we knew that all along, we just didn't tell you. They would then be they'd be uproar that they didn't say anything. They sat on this data and didn't do anything with it. So they can't do right for doing wrong. And I think that the the problem with the campaign has come around from the wording or how it's portrayed and the fact that they are perceived to be fat shaming people. And I don't read it that way. But then again, maybe that's because, because it's, it's I'm not, not the target. At you. Not, I'm, I don't read it that way. No. Um, <coughs> but I. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how someone who's slightly overweight would would read it. I mean, um, I think it's just a case of because if you if they're, they're comparing it to smoking, right? But smoking, Which I think, was the goal of it. I think that was the goal. Yeah, of it. I think that they, was they, the, they, that's what they want to do, right? That's what they did last time. This is what they're trying to do, and they've realised, like what we said about that people, it's we're six percent down in smokers, and it's definitely a everybody knows that smoking is not good for you. So therefore, they're like, "Oh right, what was the smoking campaigns? What were they doing? All right, we're going to do that because we actually want to make a difference." I'm sure there would be some. Well, there's a bit more backlash, I'm assuming, from this than there was. There's also a lot more media than there was back maybe 10, yeah. 15 years ago. So therefore, it's more <coughs> in, in the public eye, um, which is always a thing that people underestimate. They're like, "Well, there's a huge amounts of social media, so everything gets publicized massively anyway." Um, but also what you said about um, you didn't know I was like we didn't know because we didn't get taught it at say the age of 11 when we were doing like biological sciences or biology or whatever we're doing Um, but we would have gone through cancerous stuff like heart disease um, all that kind of stuff through I know emphysema and all that to do with smoking and we'd but it was getting educated then so therefore now because cancer research have got got this uh, research and they've got the data to put in. Surely, at some point in the next, say, five years, it's going to be pumped into the syllabus for that, for health and diseases, and then it will be taught from the lower-grade school level. Therefore, in the next ten years, the people coming out will have that knowledge base, and it will be more normal, which is the same amount of time that the smoking thing has come down as well. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I just think don't... It's, a, it's a long game, and it's just the people it's who... Very, are, it's a very like, long game, and I think that, that they're going with a shock tactic, aren't they? Like, yeah. I think that's what they're going I, with, much think, like with the smoking thing they did, they did. I think, like, they're doing the right thing, honestly. I think they're doing the right thing. And the fact is they're shocking the kids. That's the good thing. And they're going to take it in, and they'll don't... take it home forever. And they'll be like, actually, it's like smoking, and smoking's bad, therefore I'm not going to be fat. That's what's going to happen. And yeah. let's, let's forget about... This sounds bad, but, like... 50, 60 year olds, they can make their own decision. If they want to be obese, they can. Um, but if they want yeah, to lose weight, think, they can. 
I think so. Let me let me find the post that someone put. But I, I I think there's obviously I'm not again I'm not into behavioral psychology and and the psychology of all these things that that occur and 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 the issues be, that come that around with it. Seems to be the 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 running theme. If well, because to, like, obesity is so multi multifaceted, and because like there a, are because it's a scare tactic. Public health campaigns don't uh, change because of their psychology. Because you kind of I don't even know what that really means. So basically, like these are the, the so these are the things that they were trying to lobby people to, to change. Like they need the support, not so change the focus of this campaign. Uh, hang on, prioritize well-being over weight. So we want Cancer Research UK to prioritize well-being over weight, delivering public health messages which are weight inclusive and focus on empowering. Whole, this is the whole like oh, we had this ages ago. This is the whole this is the whole positive versus negative argument, isn't it? It's like no, negativity can be bad because it forces people to get shocked and they change their opinion and they change their habits. Mm. Negativity can be good. Positive reinforcement so, is also good, but somebody <coughs> has to have behaved correctly for that to be used. Therefore, if they're not behaving correctly, how the fuck are you going to use positive reinforcement? So, uh, we're asking Cancer UK to cease to mislead the public by stating obesity is a cause of cancer, and instead more accurately communicating the risk, acknowledging that improvements to health and reductions in cancer risk can be made without changes to body weight. Possibly. But in the long term, if you're 150 kilos yeah. and you increase your yeah, five foot health four. by by you know weight training or something, you're still going to at some point need to lose that weight. But anyway, but I I, I won't go on because I, I think it's a bit of a touchy subject, and I think that um, like it's yeah, there's there's so many things I, I don't want to read them out like say while we're doing this because it will just come across a bit wooden and a bit shit. But um, I, I I'm not like I said I I don't know I'm not into like say the behavioural. Was that the name I, of a sex type? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, is that it's... There's so many facets to obesity that we don't want to disregard. We don't want to talk about this. But this post has come from someone who's a big on intuitive eating and being weight inclusive and a non-diet culture. Um, I mean, yeah, easy for you to say. You look about 50 kilos. Um, you talking about... Yeah, I don't... I just, I just think... I don't know. Like, like I said, there's a lot of people I respect who've talked about this and talked about there's more support needed for people with obesity and all this. And I get that, and I and I and I believe that's true. But when I see the 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 advert, I don't read. If you are overweight, you know, like, or if you're if you're obese, it's your fault, and you are going to get cancer, which is what people seem to be suggesting that it says. Like, um. I, and maybe there's there's more there's there's other ways around it. And maybe they've gone with a shock tactic that is um, that you know that that they're hoping is going to have a similar effect that the smoking one had. And and I don't know again the, the the mechanisms behind smoking and nicotine addiction and also you know obesity and if there's any sort of you know I suppose comparison or whether it's compar- comparable. But I wouldn't suggest that smoking disease is just stopping smoking because you get scared by an advert. Like you're obviously going to have to wean yourself off it, much like someone would have to lose weight gradually or whatever. And the support <coughs> needs to be there. But at what point are we going to all just keep talking about helping people and giving them support and actually just sit around while everyone's just getting fatter? Like, and and I don't maybe like I said I wouldn't maybe have done the advert. I would I wouldn't put it out myself. I haven't made a post about it on Instagram or on my feed. Um, because I can't be asked to, to talk about it because I think it's not worth the energy to, to discuss it because nothing that I say or do is going to make a difference because I'm I've got no influence in the world. Um, so it seems like a waste of breath. I talked about my Instagram stories, just saying that again. If it was me, I would and I was doing something that was leading to me potentially being at risk of cancer. I'd want to know that I was in that that I was doing it basically. Um, 
so yeah, I just I just think that there's a lot of, of issues here. And like I said, a lot of people that I respect in the industry have made posts about it um, and have talked about the effects that it's having on people. Um, and and I think you know, I, I again I don't I'm not going to say anything um, that might get me to a point where someone might take offence to it because it's not, it's not worth it. Um, to be honest, because it's, it's just not it's just not worth it because it doesn't really matter what I think. It really doesn't. No, no, um, I use and, that as a rule and, of life. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> potentially and I'm potentially biased in, in some way. And I'm sure that you know fat shaming is a real thing and it is goes on. Of course it does. Um, I'm not I'm not sure that. Um, I'm not sure, like I said, with the posters, whether they are helpful. We'll only know in the long run, I suppose. Um, well, the only way they would be unhelpful is that obesity keeps climbing, in, in my opinion. But, like, so I've, I've just reading here, there's comments from, from some people. I hear you go. So some people I really respect on this poster. Jane Smith wrote a post, and he basically said... Can't well, he said so- some people you really respect. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the comments. <laughs> so um, Jane Smith says, what kinds of research... UK are saying is completely right. Obesity and its repercussions constitute an important source of morbidity, impaired quality of life, and its complications, or whatever. Blah, blah blah. However, is this really the? However, this really is not the right way to go about it. Um, where where's the solution? Like you know, it doesn't help anyone. He uses an example of saying, when I was um, in primary school, I spent a lot of time with special education teachers, and they never had billboards saying "stupid is a cause of poor grades" too. Mm, not the same thing, <laughs> not uh, the same thing. <laughs> but yeah obviously obesity requires is very complex and requires empathy and all this sort of stuff and I get it and maybe that they're and his point is and the point some of the people in the comments are maybe that they are encouraging people to almost point and say you know you're obese you're at risk of cancer like haha kind of like not laughing but you know pointing the finger pointing out and be like yeah. you need to do something about that um, rather than being empathetic towards, towards a situation um, so yeah I mean and, and Martin McDonald's put a good post and he's put you know weight stigma and fat shaming are real this promotes that sadly because these people um who speak out about this um often don't also talk about calorie deficit dieting and all this sort of stuff obviously it's not really going to help because again the people who speak out about it also go no don't diet everyone's okay and a happy weight and you're happy yeah. to be 50 kids like well that's not helpful either like, there's obviously this medium ground needs to be found and then Dr. Nozolski, Spencer Nozolski's put, um, doctors have been shaming those with obesity for years. It doesn't work on a population level. We can make all sorts of posters discussing the risk of obesity. Guess what? Most people with obesity already understand they're at higher risk of health issues. It's not news. Um, which, again, being a doctor, I think he has probably more um, interaction with people who are obese. So I understand and I would take his view of the situation um, with, greater, um, with greater strength of mind, for example. As, as, a, as a rule and that's why I've been reading some of these comments from people like I said who I respect and know who do good things and, and like I said they're, they're saying that it's actually not useful and, and, I, and that's why I feel maybe I've changed my view on what I think about these um, these sorts of advertising campaigns to the point where I don't talk about it because I don't think that it's as simple as saying you can't say that but I also understand it's not as simple as just saying that post is going to help people because it's probably yeah. not it's probably not going to help people um but there comes a point where obesity is still rising and still climbing. And the reasons for that are that we are becoming more sedentary. We have access to highly calorie-dense foods at all opportunities. We seek food 
for comfort and we seek it as an emotional support we are wired to want higher fat high salt high sugar foods they taste good they give us a feeling of of happiness or whatever um and they are freely available and also you know vegetables and things like that are deemed to be more expensive even though i don't think they are um than those sorts of foods uh, and people don't want to seek them out because they probably can't cook things like that as well um and obviously the supportive environment of an of a network of, of friends and family also will impact on the likelihood of someone getting obesity based on um, nature, nurture, that sort of stuff. Like the environment you're brought up in is going to affect things. Like a lot of fat kids have got fat parents, for example. All that sort of stuff. So th- that's why I'm sort of like reserved in my view of what I think about the advert. Um, I, can see, I can see both sides of the argument. Um, but if I had to... <coughs> I suppose if I had to say, you know, has it done its job? Maybe the advertising campaign has done its job because people are talking about it. Always. And is that is that what they wanted? Like, if it's good or bad, does it matter? The fact people are talking about obesity and what to do about it. Arguably, have research it, done their job. It would be interesting to see the uh, the donations as well for cancer research over the advertising campaign. Obviously, the mentions and etc. will go up. But we're interested to see how much they don't or people I'd, I'd donate into or yeah. buy into because of it, and think they're doing good work because of it. I'd also be interested to to hear from people who are who have been obese or are obese as to what made them like do that and go right. I'm, I'm losing it because the people who do it all the time. Like, I've had a client who did it, and I asked him when I probably talked about this last time we did this, and he <laughs> just said, "I think it, yeah. I met him at Body Pal." Yeah, he might have done, yeah. yeah. He, he just said that one day he just woke up and went, and he was watching TV, and he was like, you're going to die. Stop being an idiot. And he just changed, and he just there and then did it. For whatever reason, like, and I think that I would love to know, people who have successfully done it, what it was, whether it was, like, say, an amazing amount of support, whether it was a scare tactic, whether it was all this sort of stuff. I don't think being shamed into it is, is going to help. Um, but there's a difference between shaming and a scare tactic. It definitely seems to be, I mean, <laughs> I can't speak to have having a lot of obese clients. I've certainly had people who are higher on, uh, say, the visceral fat scale, and I'm like, these are, you need to turn this, and we'll bring them down maybe uh, 20, 25 kilos, which is obviously a, a lot of weight over a certain amount of time. And uh, the things that have stuck out for me is normally having a kid or having mm. somebody who's going to be in their lives for the next at but, least... But, what, but what, so what's that, though? So what's that? Straight away, that the scare tactic there is not seeing them grow up. They're not seeing them grow up. It's a yeah. scare. It's almost a scare tactic. Like I'm gonna die. Like, and I think that I, I, again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, couple, but I yeah, think a couple of times it's having a child. I think that that c word really does scare people. And I child. think that they child, hundred percent, yeah, 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 fucking scary, damn right. <laughs> um, but no, I think that the second you put cancer any anywhere near, you know, an advertising campaign or something that's something, you know, a, a disease state that someone can do something about potentially, or they can make a conscious effort to to improve upon, is it just something to go actually? Because people go, oh yeah, you know, getting fat's not good for you, like your heart and all this. And that. Oh, you can't see the heart. You can't. You don't really hear much about the heart. You don't really, you know. As soon as someone says cancer, everyone's like, shit. Like, I've seen the effects of that. Like I've seen people go through chemo. I've seen the devastating effects it has, and I don't know if it's an effort by cancer research like I said to scare people or um, or what but like I said it, it doesn't I don't deal with many clients who, who are obese and, and like, it's not my demographic particularly and I'm sure that those people who do work with them more than, more than myself 
like Spencer Dolsky, have a have a far better view of it and understanding of what is required. And if they say this advertising campaign isn't required and isn't useful, I would probably err on the side of listening to them a little bit. Um, but like I said, I don't read the advert and go, well, that's a fat-shaming advert. But I understand that by other people seeing that advert that they may then fat-shame people. Um, like family members potentially might go, come on, stop being so fat. Like, you, you look, you know, you're going to die soon. You're going to get, you know, more cancer. And it's like, well, is that going to help that family member? Probably not. Um, but if that person saw the advert, would they think, shit, I'm not thought about that. They don't need to be told by other people, maybe. I don't know. No. Um, there's loads of caveats to it, like I said, and maybe our views have softened over the years, Tom. Maybe last time we were a bit more like... Corey, we were far more uppity and ranty, I'm sure. Well, we just wind you up and let you go. As long as obesity rates climb, mate, then obviously whatever we're doing isn't working <laughs> yeah. as well. You know? So it's like, well, at what point are you going to turn around and go, right, well, what the fuck are we doing then? Mm. Because we're giving people support, we're doing all this sort of stuff, and nothing's helping, nothing's working. Right, so what do you do? What what's the plan then, right? Um, uh, yeah, throw as much shit at a wall and see what sticks. That's it. That's essentially what's going to happen. The government aren't doing anything. Uh, we got other stuff, EU stuff. I think about right. Uh, yeah, let's let's just let's leave Europe because that's more important than getting people out. Like, getting people <laughs> who talk, right? yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Obviously, I think if people knew if people actually knew the economic cost of obesity and like heart disease and all these related illnesses that can be fixed by a by a better diet and more exercise the economic cost per year of the of like all that sort of stuff it would make the brexit budget look like peanut <laughs> i guarantee you that and like but no one gives a fuck do they we would no have left you by now because there would have been more money to put into it <laughs> it's like <laughs> people talk about the nhs and that sort of stuff and they just have no clue what things cost yeah, yeah. i i like i saw a post the other day from someone and they said that every time someone goes to the hospital they should get the bill of what it would have cost even though they didn't pay it just go oh, it's, it's yeah. nothing but there's the there's what the invoice of what we paid for you and i bet you people would be shocked absolutely fucking shocked and the same thing as well going off on a tangent but the same discussion i had with someone else the other day that i wish being self-employed i wish that every single person got paid their full wage and then had to pay their tax back because i think they would again realize just how much money they get taxed which pays for things like you know benefits hospitals schools all this sort of stuff because it's easy for employed people who don't see it and i think sometimes that they don't understand quite how much all this stuff costs and how many millions of people have taxed all this thousands of pounds and, i'm employed and where, now, mate come on i know but you understand you're smart but <laughs> what's been self-employed for the last two years i mean half the people they wouldn't get the money back off to be fair they did that but <laughs> it's just that realization again i think the realization that people don't quite see that sort of stuff do they they don't see no. the, the the cost of obesity and the cost of hospital visits and the cost of gp visits and all that sort of stuff i think that makes it more real than you know the obesity epidemic and the issues we have people when you see on the news that obesity is costing the nhs 500 billion pounds a year whatever number they throw out there it doesn't mean anything to anyone. It doesn't mean anything to anyone. They don't know. They can't fathom what that looks like. But no. if every time they went to hospital, <coughs> that they got, you know, and they said, "Oh yeah," every time you went in for a two-hour checkup, it was like five hundred quid, and they got the invoice through, they they'd be like, "Oh shit!" Actually, do you know what? Maybe this is actually worth doing something about because I, I'm costing, you know, all this money. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they will fucking won't bother the way the fucking. Anyway, let's not get involved in that conversation. <laughs> Definitely not. You're going to go into you echo my, chambers, mate. So yeah, yeah. You see my point. Though. You see my you point. See, right? You can see your point. You, 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 there's, there's one somewhere. If you yeah, there's, about well, there's loads of them, but I think you know the whole overriding point. I think comes down to 
personal responsibility oh, and, and understand right. it. You know I mean? <laughs> oh. you know, I'm going off. I'm going into philosophy now, man. Oh, no, I'm just exactly. letting go. I'm going to move on. Exactly. I might just cut you off and start talking to myself. <laughs> go for it, mate. You um, don't even know what an echo chamber is, so you can't no, talk I this can't next talk, bit. But I, I, you, you explained it so so like valiantly before the show. So no. it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad. It's great. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you got. Echo chambers. You want to talk about uh, people kind of posting and following the same people of sorts, but I guess this well, is yeah. um, well. You can explain, and then I will. I've echoed my voice on this. Yeah. So, so basically, have. like I see sometimes I follow coaches or I follow coaches who repost a story that they've been tagged in. For example, nah, but that's what made me think of this. Dan's recently been tagged in a post. No, it wasn't me. Oh, right. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I didn't get tagged in shit. Um, but yeah, someone someone put um, asked someone a question, and it was like, "Oh, who do you look up to in the fitness industry? Or who, which coaches would you recommend I learn from?" For example, was I on the list above you? Absolutely not. Oh. And basically, this person had listed like six or seven people, and you were like, "Bella, and, and I wasn't on that." Bellin, and I was like, no. <laughs> "Obviously, this coach had reposted it again." Oh, thanks for the mention. Yeah. But there were seven coaches, and they all had exactly the same approach. Every single one of them had the same outlook they did the things exactly the same way and i was just like is that good though i was like is that good though like should you put yourself in a position where you surround yourself with people who just believe in the same things <coughs> and talk the same way and have the same view of things or do you need to broaden that your horizons a little bit and, and speak to other people like I'm lucky, obviously, I speak to you and Mike a lot, and you obviously both have very different views. What are you or different about? Ways Me and Mike, like, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> but like, but just, from a, just from straight away, who you train, how you train, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I get to bounce off that, and I get the benefits of both of that. And obviously, like, me and Mike have, have spent a lot more time over the last few, certainly over the last year, we've spent time with, like, the Muslim mentors. We've been chatting to them. Obviously, the way they do things is very, very different, and understanding why and learning little things from them. People like Steve Hall, learning from him, like Mike Israel going to his seminars, understanding that sort of stuff. Um, I've been speaking to Josh a bit more, um, which has been great to understand those sorts of things. We've been talking to um, Amelia a bit more, who comes from more of a intuitive eating, psychological, like food relationship background. And what I've found over the year is that I have taken lots of little things from them and gone, right, well, I wouldn't do every, everything that you do, because it doesn't apply to my demographic, but... There are elements of what you do that I would take and go, actually, this is great, and I would use this to better my practice. Um, and I just worry worry that a lot of trainers like... Worry? Worry? I worry. Worry? I can't say that word. Worry? Worry? Worry. 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 What do you say? Worry. I get concerned that... I get concerned that trainers... I'm not letting this go. Yeah, I like. I'm just like so focused on like one type of of person, or I suppose a way of doing things that they just fall into this echo chamber and they just do things the same way all the time. Like they might follow um, like James Smith or Martin McDonald and just do things that way and not experiment with all the other stuff and and take all the best bits. And and I would say you know sixty percent of what I do is based around the same probably demographic or the set sorry, the same group of trainers that maybe we would you would use or you would look up to. But the forty percent that we take little bits from might be completely different. Um, and that is useful to make you a better trainer and to have you know have your methods questioned and have to back them up and have to support them and go, no, this is why I do this, because it's this. And I think a lot of trainers are very quick to go to we talked about before, go to a seminar 
for four hours, write everything down, change everything they do because of one seminar they've done for four hours. They just completely go, that's the way I'm going to do everything from now on. So it's interesting you say that as well because if you're a student and uh, I run seminars most weeks, right? And if, if there's somebody who is writing everything down and I sometimes ask them to stop uh, because I don't believe they're taking it in at the, the right level they're meant to be as well because they're, they're kind of just writing it and then they'll read it later not quite get what it meant and then apply it in a, a slightly different way um, mm. which which bugs me because um, they're going to mislead some of my content basically and somebody else is going to look at it and be like that's not quite right that's not going to happen alright cool yeah. and then I'm going to get questioned um, well, Tom told me to do it well, I didn't uh, he did yeah. listen Tom's fault <laughs> um, but it's, yeah that's interesting to me because I think I mean 100% I agree and it's been something that ever since we started our educational system, and it was a big thing for, uh, uh, say you speaking to Josh, it was a big thing for us to um, always branch out and get as many different faces and different paths, pathways in the industry together and try and not merge them, but try and get them talking to each other more than anything else mm. and realizing, oh, that person's really good at that. We should go, we should learn off them. That person's really good at that. We should go learn off them. I mean... I know I realize I slate the PRI or Postural Restoration Institute and they've got flaws, 100%. But I do use some of their stuff. Mm. I, there's about three or four things that I'm like, that was good. They also, they got me talking about diaphragmatic breathing. They got me talking about like canister positions, a hell of a lot more, a lot of abdominal pressure. And I was like, this is all like gold, really. And I, I, apply, I will apply it to my training for the rest of my life. Um, <coughs> and... That's stuff that I was just like, ah, oh, I don't really... It was a whole weekend of certain stuff, but I probably took away four things. FMS, exactly the same. Yeah. Like screening systems, all blah, 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 blah. It's, they, they don't believe in the same thing. Take it away, put it in the same thing. All the uh, orthopedic assessments, not all the same thing. Put it in the same thing. So all the strength stuff and all the plyo stuff, you wouldn't... like. A lot of the guys will look at me like I'm mental when I'm doing some of that stuff. But it's just a method. It's just a way of like mm. loading a tendon in a certain different way. But... When people surround themselves with the same ideologies and it gets very, not culty, but they end up just backslapping people and they're like, yeah, 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 I don't see. Then you're like, oh, don't do that. You want to do this, you want to do this, you want to do this. It's just, it seems very odd. And also they're kind of, I realize they might become an expert in that field. Um, but I can see it being very dull as well because you're not exposing yourself to people who could be really cool as well. Mm. Just not on a fitness and health and fitness level, but on a personal level as well because we've got to know all these people who say Amelia, blah, 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 all these people who we, would, we wouldn't even spoke to before if we didn't have the kind of positive, well, positive outlook of mindset of looking like, actually, that's cool. Let's have a look at that. Let's actually ask this person what they're doing. And yeah. Instead of being like, oh, actually, I've never applied that, so I'm not going to bother. Like, Hang on a minute. Yeah, it's like, well, the, the, whole, like, the whole thing with the Muslim <laughs> came around because we did a, a video like mocking i suppose amateur bodybuilders and some of the yeah, things yeah. they do and like because because of their demographic and how extreme they are about things and like luke and Callum absolutely loved it they're like it was hilarious and it's like yeah because when you go and speak to them and they talk about why they do all these things i was sat there going yeah i get it i understand like you know we talked about adherence we talked about you know the next level things you're going to do like if it if it gives you a 0.1 percent thing why would you not like these people they work with are people that will do anything to get that that 0.1%, whereas our clients will do anything to avoid the 0.1%. <laughs> yeah. do any, they just wanted to get the bare, bare bones, right? Um, but understanding why people do that, it doesn't mean that we that they didn't, like you so said, they see the funny side in what they do or whatever. And the same with, with like Amelia and like intuitive eating and stuff, like, sh you know, she'll understand like, well, yeah, 
I understand that, you know, obviously we all just want to eat cheesecake all the time, so it's not obviously truly intuitive. Like, there's elements to it that are not, and you have to think about what you're doing. And, you know, you can you can straw man every single little demographic, and, it, and it, like you say, it, and people can take the piss out of what we do, and the fact that we just do the bare, basically probably do the bare minimum, train hard, eat what we want, <coughs> kind of thing, within these certain amount of calories, and they probably take the piss out of us for not wanting to be the best, and that's fine. Like, it's, it's, it's great, like, because the industry needs diversity, but it's understanding why certain people do these things, and I think that, like we went to see Kerry Sex and we've got that YouTube video coming out soon. Like, just a different, complete different mindset. Just like completely, like focused on that one goal of getting to the Olympia stage. Nothing's going to stop her. Like to the point where we were like, oh, we got uh, we play our bean boozle jelly bean game where you have the jelly beans and they're either like horrible flavor or good flavor. And she's like, no, I can't do that. We're like, well, it's five jelly beans, Kerry. Come on, like you know. And she's like, no, I'm dying for my competition. Like, I can't touch it. I was like, well, just have a little bit less of that. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like mindset's just like completely switched on and fair play to her, you know, like she was like injured doing cardio and she was like, no, I've just got to do it. I've just got, I've just got to do it. And it's just like, there's a reason that she's going to be the best or reason that she's going to be at that level. And it's just about understanding that, like I said, collaborating with these people and learning from them. You may not agree 100% of everything they do, but you'll be surprised when you go and see them, why they do things or why they do it a certain way. Or who if they're you trying do, to then if you do 100% agree, with, then I would question what you've been doing like the whole of your life. And then it's basically like my first seminar. And they're like, yes, this is gold. This is all I'm going to do. And applying it within two seconds of learning it, also bugbear of mine, that means you haven't tested it on yourself. Yeah. Number one. Then tested it on a client that you probably is pretty safe on, number two. Mm. And then you haven't realized, maybe maybe after a month that I've seen any benefit or, I don't know, cost, cost of benefit kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and realizing but- what's going to actually happen with that exercise or that, I don't know, nutrition template what you're using i have no idea but i've had a lot of clients and like people that are really i've got close to even say to me like oh i don't agree with what you said on that post cool. whatever and i'm like that's cool i'm like it's great like, <laughs> i wouldn't expect you to, i don't want you to take everything i say as gospel like i want you to sit there and go i'm not sure i agree with that like the thing we just talked about the obesity there might be people that completely sit there and go no it's fat shaming like it, it's ridiculous like, I don't people have switched with. off already mate it's 40 minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then there'll also, there also be people who go no it's not fat shaming like it needs to be a scare tactic or whatever and, and that's fine like like your side of the argument is your side of the argument and it's, it's yours to have and, and keep on to and it's I just think that's the problem with, with the industry people are so people think that they're always right and they're so afraid to be challenged and it's like as long as you have a rationale mm. for why you do things and I always have a rationale for why I do things with my demographic and why I don't do certain things with my demographic and I will back them and I will always say that's my rationale that's but why. also if you were shown a better way then the, there's a chance that alright Suddenly, my uh, my practice is going to be changed for yep. the better. But, al- but also, it's not al- also the way that it works. It's never going to change like that in one no. second. It's never going to change in a day or a week. It always over time develops. Like you said, it might be something that you try with five clients for a month, and then you go, oh, "I tell you what, all those five clients did really well with that." So now I think that might work. And I'll ask them. Yeah, it was great. Like really noticed the improvements. Right, any clients that are like them in the future, I'm going to make sure I do that with. And then over time. You develop things. It's not a case of Something going. Something that I do is automotive uh, coaching as well. So drip coaching and like retention tests. If any other coaches do this, it's something that I would start to just to see whether they react in certain clients. Certain clients react in different ways. This is something I put in. I don't know. In the last couple of years, that I'll try with every single person. It's like retention tests and acute and chronic learning tests. Very strange. See whether they pick up exercises in certain different ways, and then you write them down and how they learn. That is something somebody could do. Madness. Perfect. 
Yeah. But it is, but it's like, it's interesting because like, the, like you say, it is, it should be forever evolving. Like I, I wouldn't say the way I do things now is the same as I do things a year ago. And it shouldn't be. It should always be evolving. And, and these things, like, I don't want people to, to listen to this thinking, oh, when am I going to have these light bulb moments when someone listens to something? It's like, it doesn't happen like that. It just always over... happens on the John, mate. Always happens on the John. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, like, it'll happen over weeks and months of you conversing with these people and speaking to them and going, oh, actually, that thing they said, I get that now. Or, like, that makes sense. But it, or it might even be, like, being more content with how they do things and going, okay, I get that now. Like, it might not even be that, you know, you might just previously looked at it and gone, that's bonkers. And now you're like, actually, I get it. Um, whatever. There's, like, except for the only, like, one thing I would probably say this is doesn't apply to his fictional patterns but other than that we're good functional yeah functional patterns um, <laughs> but no but like even, even like you say even the even a, a good coach can see what he's trying to achieve to a certain degree um That's i suppose sweet, in badass training videos yeah in that yeah exactly um <laughs> the only thing i think i've taken from him is that you don't have to always train in the sagittal plane that's probably about the only <laughs> thing that you think, uh, um, and more of the not train train with your top on it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think I just think it's important for for everyone to have that view and to think about. Like I said, don't again, like don't don't take. I suppose what people say is gospel, but then again, when it comes to cereals and protein bars, like we know what we're talking about. So mm. don't 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 talk to us about that. Like we know what we're doing. Um, we could probably do that, and um, we do that next week. Week I after, should probably do a protein bar review. We haven't done one in a very long time. Do that live, yeah. mate. Oh yeah, live with Isabel. No, that's not next week it's week after isn't it You're... yeah I might saunder down we'll see but yeah I mean you've probably got more to add to that than me I suppose in terms of like in person trainers well, I bet you've seen trainers do courses and then a week later you're like on the gym floor yeah and I was 100% one time. of them when I started, started, started doing it <laughs> yeah. definitely I was like ah, this is great I'm applying this this will work on every single person guess what not all my clients are the same really yeah. oh really they're not all like 45 year old men who suffer from hamstring uh, strains no, really? Oh, okay, cool. I was, thought I was just training them. Previous footballers, um, which is what me and Dan used to get lumped with, basically. Oh, they worked in football. Great, cool. That's just what we I like to get away from. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, no, 100%. It, it happens all the time. Especially with, uh, I feel like, obviously nutrition, there's, I feel like you have, like, oh, you got your little camps of, like, if it's macros and intuitive eating and keto mm. and we all understand that they all fucking work if you just apply it um, but within training there's yeah I'm a big plyometric guy I like bouncing around and doing kinesthetics I don't want to load somebody unless they can't move their body weight alright well they're never going to progressively overload you moron um, yeah. and then I'm going to change tempos or I don't use barbells I'm just going to do straight S&C that's it it's like, well you're miss, missing every rotational plane that there is cool yeah. awesome alright um, <laughs> you realise that we move as like I don't know cross chain people and that's how we're we're not just all up down kind of rehearsed movement we have to react to certain things during our lives um, yeah so you've got those kind of people I guess the yeah the I want to do crap tons of CrossFit that kind of people beast themselves far too often end up feeling injured a lot I haven't seen that a lot actually CrossFit's kind of died down I feel there used to be a lot more piss take from that um, which, is, which, which is a good thing I guess they've calmed down stopped getting injured so much as well or they just don't come to me for injuries um, yeah maybe. <laughs> more than likely um, yeah the bodybuilding stuff is still free I, I'm very sheltered I feel like in third space from any of the normal bodybuilding people um, I think mm. if I went to a normal gym, normal gym, a uh, more budget-based gym, I would see it a hell of a lot more. Um, 
uh, not saying that I don't know we try and educate our, our, our members as much as our trainers at some point but it's still moronic thing that's going on but um, then yeah there's obviously still the cardio bunnies all this kind of stuff but especially within trainers I think it's always the rehab stuff that seems to boil down to I feel mm. people have a lot of different opinions um, whether it's like oh it's definitely the parasympathetic nervous system that's being hacked there like, is it how what how how the hell do you, we know, do you know that do you like, know that what is how going are you testing on that, mate? I was like what pro but if you move your your fourth toe and your metatarsal slightly in a sagittal to transverse plane at 25 degrees applying 25% force into the ground you will fix your left earlobe alright wonderful cool I'll, that'll definitely happen um, it's all this kind of stuff that I'm like alright I find it very hard to buy um, and there could be research on it 100% but if I apply it then we'll see there's the, there's the anatomy of motion guys that's that's the toe people which I started thinking about toes a little bit more cool uh, so I've taken something away um, and then there's the who is it who's the sling pattern people oh. from free movement um, it's not it's Gary Gray yeah Gary Gray um, the Gray Institute which is pretty there's some cool stuff in it and you realise probably one of the worst sensations of, uh, I guess, when people go and stretch, etc., is being tight in your thorax rotationally. Yeah. So I think that's one of the worst things to feel. And uh, Gary Gray plays on that a hell of a lot. So it's rotational thoracic, thoracic stretching. And that's, yeah, I think you feel like jammy. You feel like I can't move in any way. Um, so that's quite cool. You can apply that kind of crap. Um, but yeah, take it, take little bits, put it in. I've, in my warm-up, I think, well, in a generic warm-up for, uh, say, a full-body session that one of my clients would do, they have stuff from Exos, stuff from Gary Gray, they have a peer, probably a PRI breathing drill, they probably have an FMS breathing drill, I can think off the top of my head. My generic warm-up is made up of four different uh, mm. like rationales, I guess, and then, yeah, then they'll be primed. So I think that's the way you start. Got to think of it and take a little bits and little bits that apply and they merge together. All right. If anybody wants to see that warm up, then I could video it. Make Dan do it. His heart rate will be flying. It will be, mate. Yeah. Definitely. Hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, don't take everything as gospel. Decide your own opinion and maybe test on it for about a month. Pick mm. a client that you think will be able to might react well. Don't just blanket it for every single person. Yeah, no. that doesn't work doesn't work and because you'll have negative connotations with it because some people won't like it or it won't work with so therefore you won't do it again and suddenly you hate that theory shut yeah. okay awful alright mate we done? I think mm. we're done mm. I'd say so uh, <laughs> uh, any other upset enough, upset enough people? <laughs> probably <laughs> listening to our voices for 50 minutes 100% um, of people are leaving dissatisfied um, yeah any other biz? Well, no, other than that, in a couple of weeks, obviously, you're going to be here when we do the podcast, mate. We're going to do it live. So we could, um, if anyone's got any ideas of what they want us to talk about or see us do or something, we could do a video version, maybe. It could be a special event. Wow. I know, real can wear, special. Can I wear a hat? You can, you fucking probably are going to wear a hat. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, that's it, I think, for me, other than, um, yeah, if anyone's obviously interested in coaching, don't forget to message me on Instagram. You can get involved. Um, join the waiting list if you looking for a coach in the next couple of months I'm your man okay I'm not looking for a coach mate so it's alright 
You need fucking need one. Mate. <laughs> also, if you need someone to take you for a good warm up, go see Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably about right. Yeah, good. Or just buy my yeah. coffee. That's fine. Um, yeah, keeps me warm. All right, mate. I will see you next week. Speak to you next week. Yeah.